welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Right, welcome Wayne. Dan couldn't make it tonight, but we have a very special guest. Um, and without further ado, let's welcome Tom from West Coast Fan TV fame. Uh, mate, welcome to the show. We've been trying to get on on for ages, but uh, thank you so much. It's, it's really uh, nice to come and share this with you. So yeah, thank you so much, and uh, happy to meet Wayne. Yeah, good to meet you, Tom. Yep, see you all the time on the TV. On the <laughs> I was at the game the other way. I, was, I asked Bozza, "Where does Tom hang?" And I'll go past. To introduce myself. <laughs> we normally hide on the get far away from there. Yeah. That I have, I have actually to say, it's been a long time because the first time I started doing the West Coast Fan TV was very fun. I mean, I, I remember meeting you. <laughs> I remember Adelaide game was the last game at CB Echo. Yes, uh, I sent him actually messages trying to get him there. Yeah. I, and like, I, I said to Tom, I go, I'll only do it if you send me the questions. Yeah. <laughs> And that way I'll do it. And I got there and he didn't ask me one question. <laughs> you know why? Because I panicked. I didn't, even know, I, didn't, I didn't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> you lived, did you? Yeah, how was the game and all that. But no, it, that's how, it, it was very good. That's how I met um, Waza. And yeah. since then, we've been really, really supportive which uh, with what we do and all that. So it's really yeah. good to be that's here. Was that the first year you did it that year? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the first year that I did it, actually. Yeah. It, it was so that's 2017. Wasn't it? Or, it was yeah, the last year. Yeah, 2017, I think, when we left Subiaco. Yeah, yeah about that. Yeah. Yep. So um, that's how long you've been doing it. Um, yeah, that's good. Quickly give everyone a little brief rundown. You run your own uh, business as well. Yeah. So we, we, we do. Our fast footies is uh, you know one of the most beautiful thing I've never seen and for those for those of you who don't know that I've actually never played footy I don't have any background of football but you know I I do believe passion. Passion is everything in life. If you love something and you know you devoted to it, um, yeah, it's very good. So, I first my first job is actually I do run two uh, three businesses, which are gyms in Subiaco, Junglop, and Hillary's. And on the weekend, we've employed ourselves, you know, supporting egos and doing what's right by you know creating an environment where people can come and share their thoughts. You know, when you see people on TV, it's only those people who know about football. So I wanted to create something that people can share their passion who are not, you know, the, the, the you know the Matthew Pavlich, the you know Kings here that they talk about food on another level. I wanted to create something that you know the day to day joke can come and also have that maybe either whether it's fame or the feel that they're on TV and somebody's listening to them the way the so called superstar do it. And it was a it was an idea that I got from uh, uh, UK actually. There's a thing called Arsenal Fan Arsenal TV. TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So yeah we were having a few drinks with boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a Manchester United. I'm an Arsenal fan, so oh, I've seen that on TV. Yeah, so that's where we got it from. And, you know, it's 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 actually quite hard because it's different culture. Australia is different. We're very, you know, like, you know, sheltered a little bit. But UK, when people have had a few drinks, they just go off. So it took us a long time to get it off. But thanks to people like Waza. You know, you really do support us. You post it on your your page, and that's really lovely. So that's how we got started. Yeah, yeah. And then we've also done the nest as well. Yes, yeah. We've done that a yeah, few, few a couple of years there. Yeah, so yeah. people have uh, want to go onto Facebook and type in the nest yep. TV. Yes, uh, you might see Tom, and uh, we'll go to West Coast Fan TV, yeah. and that's where his page is. And I uh, um, employ you all to go onto that. Right, let's. 
we were having a different show started at the start of the week, but something popped up. Uh, born as pride, we crossed this nation. Willie is our little mate. Let's get behind him, Eagle Nation. Now, I didn't come up with that. Yeah. A guy called Ryan Sarah off one of the Eagle sites actually put it up. Then I thought it was pretty good. That's why I stole it and asked him if we could do it. But the big story is Willie Rioli got caught with 25 grams of marijuana. The club is going to make a statement at 5 o'clock today, so we might take a break while we're recording this and change half of what we're talking about because is it going to be the end or do they support him, guys? That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, well, what's your gut feel? He, today, so basically he had a court appearance. He got a good behaviour bond for 12 months and no fine, which is basically a slap on the ass and walk out the door. Uh, you're free to live your life. But... Has he burnt the trust of the Eagles? He's, got, he's burnt the trust of a lot of supporters. And you, you've got to think the players must be thinking, shit, we've been dragged into this now because we're all, if you're a clean player, all of a sudden you're, it, the drug culture is going to come up again around the country. So I'm 50-50 on it. My first initial thing was I think they should sack him and um, because... I mean, he's just spent two years, and part of that was because of a marijuana test, uh, positive test. So has he got an issue? Do they want to go down that track again? Or do you support him, get him back into the club system and try and get him clean and keep him for next year? Because if you delist him, you know what's going to happen. Somebody else will pick him up. Richmond or someone will pick him up. There's no question about it. Well, they can pick him up in the mid-season draft if we drop him. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a hard one. But the AFL are going to make a decision as well because I would say I couldn't see him playing again this year, to be honest. Well, you did say it. There was a lot of anger on social media. Mm. didn't matter if you're on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. But we did a poll on the Eagle Nation site and it's had 2,000, nearly 2.6 thousand people have got on there and um, it is now 1.6 thousand say yes, keep him on the list and 858 say cut him. So it's 66% basically saying keep him on the list. What's your view, Tom? Uh, I'm I contradict with so many people in, in this sense of really just um, in a sense, the, the first thing we have to ask ourselves, how much support was the club offering him when he was away? You know, you don't have a job, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know where your fate is, you don't know all these things. Of course, you're going to have anxiety, depression, and stress, okay? And this is somebody, when he was stressed, depressed, and all of those things, the only thing that used to calm him down was the weed. And so, this is a young guy, we have to understand this, this is a young guy who has been taken away from something maybe he loved. It's been taken, you know, he only came to the club in two years. He was at MCG lifting the the holy grind, you know? So fame came to him very fast. First, that was shock. Then from there, you've come from hitting your peak, the highest honor that so many people like Reebok, you know, people like uh, Matthew Pavlich have always worked hard for. He got it in less than maybe 18 months. And then from there, you fall down. down. I know people know... I'm not giving you my next shoes. I've always been one of those people that says, you know, when you do the crime, you do the time. But this is a young fella, and we can decide let's bash him and spoil his life. We've seen how people have gone, people like Kieran, how their life have gone. There's another guy who used to play for uh, Melbourne. 
Benel? No, no. Indigenous guy. Oh, no, the guy you know. Yeah. Tall, skinny guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Liam Jarrah. Yeah, Jarrah. Liam Jarrah. Yeah, we're, we're, we've, yeah. we've all seen what has happened. Yeah. Uh, when we, the club goes, we're cutting links with you and you go and board. So our question here is, do we want to be a club that we're just going to go, we don't want to take responsibility and let him go? Or do we say, you know what, this is what we're going to do. We want you to get psychology. We want you to attend one, two, three things. And if you fail to do these things, then we're going to wash our hands. Mm. Or do we just let him go? I think at the moment, I know the club is sitting there thinking, should we, we, we should let him go because we've got a history of one, two, three things. But I think it's the time for the club to actually stand up and go, we want to support you. We want to show you. We talk about family. We talk about friends, family, and flags. Now, this is the time we want to show how family is, mm. what friends are. Yeah. Don't just go there and say we are friends, family, and flag. Then when you've got kids, when your kids mess up, do you throw them out? No, we don't. So why do we jump on so quick and go, take him out, take him out? This is the second. This is a young indigenous kid who's come from, is it Tiwi Island? Tiwi Island, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the culture, it's very different. For them, smoking poison. It's a way of life up there. It's a way of life. That and alcohol. And, and we want to go, switch that and change. Do you know how long it took me just to change, to actually try and fit in the society? So we got to put this thing in position. <laughs> I want egos to come up and say, our motto is friends, family, and flags. We've won flag with him. He's one of us. He's our family. We're putting a hand around him. Well, you've just stolen the words out of my mouth because that's what I was going to say, yep. Yep. that friends, family, uh, flags thing. You, you did touch on support, and unfortunately, because of his sanction, the Eagles and the AFL weren't able to give him the support that they wanted to give him. And that's probably why he's been... I don't know what he's been doing. Apparently, he's had some jobs up there, but and he's kept himself super fit. But mentally, what can you do when you, you've been sanctioned from a club and the club can't give you access to rehabilitation things? Because they couldn't do any of that. Mm. They weren't allowed to do it because of this sanction yeah. that was hanging over his head. Now, I'm hoping that Willie hasn't been feeling alone and he's gone, well, the only thing I can do is have some weed what to, do you think? to be calm. You know what I mean? What do you think? And that's what, that's what obviously happened. You've been around maybe yeah. 40 blocks every day. You're kicking footy. You're getting high five from the public. Yeah. Your, your Instagram or Twitter is going on fire. People are telling you how good it is. Then all of a sudden... Gone. It's gone. And you tell me... Forget about even being caught with marijuana or anything. Let's just talk about you today. You know, everything that you know gets taken away from you. Oh, yeah. You'd be gutted. You, you want to tell me you won't be depressed? You'd be gutted. What's the one thing that people do when they're depressed? You need to find something that will make you feel significant. Yeah. yeah. Alcohol, cigarette, marijuana. And for a young guy, if he doesn't have... If actually you, what you're saying, it's right that he never got any support, I will be... I would be so disappointed in the system that a young guy with a family has done something wrong and you let him go without any support. I, I think you got some support, but they weren't allowed to give him the support mm. that they wanted to give him. I think in that and that's time, where it sucks. I think in that time, though, I know Adam Simpson's been up there twice. Yep. In his own time, away from his family for a week to make sure, you know, to be with his family, to be with um, uh, Willie and his family. I know that. That was pretty well publicised. And also, my, my big concern here too is before Willie got found out, I think it was before the MCG game, just be, I can't remember when it yeah, was. Before it. the Geelong game. Yeah, now, sure. he'd been, obviously, been te- he was 
twice. I, the way I understand it, he tested positive twice before that. Mm. For no, he tested. The first one was negative, mm. but he tampered with it. And then they target tested him on game day and he tampered with it again and he was tested positive. That's right. So he's. He's, look, he's had an issue for a while. And that's why he's got the two years. This is what I'm, I'm thinking. He's had an issue for before this. But he's obviously, and as you, Tom, makes a good point, it's different different for those guys to come from the Tiwi Islands and from those islands up there mm. and come into the big smoke <laughs> in the metro area and all of a sudden your family's not here because they're all up there. And let's face it, those boys are very family-orientated. Yep. You know, it's very well, that's very yep. well documented. So... I feel I feel that side, but I just think though he's a grown man now, and he's a, a grown man with a wife and two kids. You've got to make you've got to make choices in life. That's he's my, ma- and he's made some silly choices. And he's made some he has made some silly choices. So I just like to think in that two years, and I'm sure the club has given him the support because they've openly said we've been in touch with him. We and they could only do so much last year because of COVID. No one could do anything mm-hmm. last year. We weren't allowed to go into that area last no. year because of the because of the COVID, but they were in con, con, constant con, making sure he was okay. They wouldn't have kept him on the list otherwise. You just no, no. Yeah, they would. But have my my thing him. is if because of this sanction, he couldn't get the support that the club wanted to give him. They've said it. The AFL said it. So going forward, when this happens to the next person, they've got to work a better system out because everything it was about welfare it wasn't a matter of what he did it was all about his welfare mm. and when you can't get to help somebody's welfare there's uh, something wrong with the system mm. and you just pointed it out Tom so um, look we probably won't talk too much more about this because there is a press conference coming up while we're doing this so we're going to talk about a few other things and if we do get a chance or hear anything different we'll bring it up in the podcast just just to finalise that also you I'm a big believer of saying you're a product of your surrounding and I'm not I'm not saying something bad Mm. Willie being in where he was and and the people there I'm sure they're great but they don't maybe have the vision uh, just they don't have the vision or maybe the standard to where really uh, really needs to be and that could be not working for him I would love for him to come around the club and I know guys he's done something wrong uh, I think we I hope ego supporter egos management IFA can find forgiveness on him let him come at the club for the next maybe six months put him around people like Josh, Josh Kennedy Bunga and you know Tim Kelly and all that yeah see if you put him in that environment if he can change, yeah, because you know, yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love to get him with Tim Kelly's dad. Yeah, all right, because I've met Tim Kelly's dad at the Waffle yeah. and spoke to him online and like before, and he's a good role model. Mm-hmm. And I reckon it'd yeah. be great to have somebody like him stand up and say, oh, "Look, I'll take Willie under my wing," yeah. and you know, he's got the culture and all that. And I'd love to see someone like that happen. Yeah. And hopefully, that's what happens. Fingers crossed. We'll find out soon. If, like I said, if we hear anything, we'll let you know. Yeah. Before we get on to talk about the Eagles versus the Hawthorne game, I've been going on about the Waffle probably for about a month now, I reckon, on the Waffle Wrap show. It was on Sunday I did with Dan. I brought it up. And it was good to see Craig Vozzo come up and basically say what we've been saying on the podcast. It The model isn't working. And it's not working for one because we've got too many injuries. So instead of having 15 players on there, we've got six or seven. Mm. 
the amateurs, there's a guy they brought up from Wembley from last week. He couldn't even get a game in the prelim side last year in their finals. He was playing reserves. They've gone down and seen him play one game a league. So I don't know who's recruiting. They're picking him out. He's got two goals and he's playing a game for the Eagles. The con- contrast, and I haven't got these guys because I, I used to play amateurs myself, same as you, Wayne. But the the stark difference between an amateur footballer and a waffle footballer is a, a massive amount. There is a big difference. And then difference. it's another bigger gap from well, amateur to AFL. Yeah. And the, the waffle honestly has to ever give us the same amount of points, which is 120 recruitment points, so we can recruit. We align with, uh, say, Perth or West Perth, because West Perth were insolvent two years ago. Mm. So And that's going to happen again, because the waffle, the way it's gone, some club's going to go under, because they're, just, they're a feeder club, and that's the feeder comp, and that's all they are, especially if the waffle, I mean, the WAFC, goes and acts on the report that they spent a million bucks on, and if they do what they did in that report, the Colts competition is going to be the main competition. Now, the only options I can see the Eagles are is that alignment, or they pull them out and join the SANFL or the VFL. Mm. And it was muted that West Coast couldn't afford to join the uh, VFL last year, but I reckon they'll find the money soon. Well, it, and the waffle will be that would be the big losers out of it because Frio point. will follow suit it's a great point and we and it's interesting that I think I mentioned last week and you mentioned the week before the competition my big thing last week we were talking about players and their waffle wrap and I said well yeah yeah, he'll got 20 odd kicks but I saw about 15 and go to an opposition player but in saying that that is no go there because <coughs> they're actually kicking to the leading player but the guys come from C grade amateurs and as the waffle guys just the waffle guys just bang, they can read the play a lot better. And they take they're taking his kicks, his marks. So it's not good for the development of our players for a start, and it's not good development for the club. And and it's not good for the competition. I, any waffle coach will tell you, you don't want to go out there and win by twenty five goals. Mm-hmm. You want to go out there and work your systems and win well. And if you win if that's a freak, but if everyone's knowing now we're going to play Eagles. We're going to win by 15 goals this week. There's no question about Probably that. Probably wouldn't turn up. Yeah. It's, they're going to say, well, the players... Could, it's not good for them either because their players then get complacent. They're not playing disciplined football. They should be playing. And it's a real two-way street. And people, a lot of people don't understand that in the about the waffle. People are saying, well, oh, just copping a hiding. Well, they're only copping a hiding because they're, it, it, it's um, because of the... Of what they've got, they, they can only feel what they've got, and they're picking guys out of. It's like going the old days when we were short in G grade amateurs. You know, yeah, like, you play two games. You go and you go and pick a, your mate up on the way for. Hey, we're short today. Can you play for us? You go, you go, you go on your way to the road, and they go and pick, pick them up. For one year, I played two games. I played league and reserves because mm. you couldn't feel the players. Um, what was I going to say? Um, at Peel, they had six or seven players in their team, but the difference was they got waffle players that. Um, have been bought up. They're playing reserves when they could probably be playing league. So that was the difference between the Peel alignment team and the Eagles on the weekend. But people see it in the paper and they go, oh, Eagles are shit. They've got six players. Freo have got five players or six players, but they won. So there's a big difference in the culture of footy there. And it's good to see that Bozo got onto it. Um, let's see what happens. But if it was me, I'd be pulling the Eagles out. 
first try and go for the alignment, and if not, go to a different competition. How much would that cost the Eagles if they had? It's going to cost them. It cost them a bit now to do the job. Now, yeah. um, I couldn't see it being. They're probably losing more money doing what they're doing now. Because mm. um, the results are terrible, and it's not not a good yeah. look for the club. Yeah, yeah. No, results are terrible. Before we get on to the uh, Hawks game, Dan loves his stats, but he's not here tonight. Yeah. So. He did put one up on social media the other day from the useless AFL stats page. I don't know if you're on that. Mm. Eagles last week become the first team ever to have six different players with the first initial kick multiple goals in the same game when they beat Frio, and that was Jermaine, Jared, Jack, Josh, Jake, and Jamie. They all kicked multiple goals, and that's never been happened before. The previous record was five, which was also by Eagles and Collingwood in uh, 1996, and Eagles was in 2016. So another useless stat. If you like useless stats, get onto that page. It's pretty good because there's some good ones on there. (laughs) I've got another one in Eagles versus Hawthorne. So, all right, let's get into the final siren. Well, the Eagles won away at MCG. They had only six players from their premiership team from 2018, which surprised me. We've got 17 on the list, still on the list from that year, Mm. but only six of them played. And um, it was one soldier out and one soldier in, and Mm. they come away with a win, 14-14-98 to eight goals, 12-60. Archie got four, Darling and Petrol two, Kennedy Williams-Jones and Waterman one. And Hawthorne had Lewis, Hanrahan and Warple two and one to Howe and Impey. Um, that was the biggest win for the Eagles since 2005 against Hawthorne outside of WA. Mm, it was good. They uh, played well. Um, we'll go, let's quickly get into the best and grounds. With the Cages votes, this is how it went. And Gaff got nine, Dom Shee got seven, Darling got five, Shepard three. Nick Nat 3, Archie 2, Redden 1. But to me, it was vintage gaff. I thought he was... Oh, I thought he was way by far the best. I've said this for a long time, and a lot of people disagree, but the thing I love about Andrew Gaff, he's, he's the link between our defence yep. through the midfield and into the forward line, and people just think he gets easy kicks, but you need those players. You know, I mean, Peter, well, if you don't have them, who's going to do it? Was, was the greatest of all time in our yeah. club to do that. He was a link. I mean, I saw him one day get uh, nine kicks. He kicked three goals off the wing and got three votes in the Brownlow. Yeah. So, but he was his run from the back line through to the forward line that sets everything up. Gaffy got 516 metres gained, so that showed you how much he ran. 38 disposals, 10 score involvements, uh, 8 inside 50s, 4 rebounds from 50s. So, mm. yeah, it's a pretty good game. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just shouting this out. Would you be surprised if Gaff was actually pushing for the brown law? It, it's, it's an underdog. I'm just putting it out there because you look at the free your game. Well, I, a really good I'll cut game. you off. Yeah. I'll cut you off here. On our voting that we do on our mm. other page, the Next Generation, Gaff and Oscar Allen both lead that. Yep. All right, so he's that's his first best on ground that we as fans have voted him, mm. but he's got. He doesn't need to have three. If no. he can just pick up two, like this weekend against Hawthorne, you give him three points. 
The Dockers game, you give Tim Kelly four, not three, then you give him two. And dumb shit. He just needs to pick maybe two or one somewhere. I actually think, and maybe the umpires overlook him so much because they think he's not damaging. But actually, if you had to look at the importance, because he runs the whole day linking the way you just said, he's actually a very, well, actually was, I was very against him because I used to, I normally look at as a player as tackling. Mm. I value a player who's got 20 possession, maybe six tackle, 10 tackle, then 35 possession and one tackle. I don't like, but if you look at the role that he's playing and I've come to appreciate how much he runs, he actually links up very well. So, I'm not saying he is, but trust me. Well, him and Kelly last year were our top pole veterans <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Brownlow, yeah. and Cap has always polled pretty good in the yeah. Brownlow. Will he win? I don't think so. I don't think we've got anyone. We're too this even year, this year that will, would win it. Yeah, I think there's mm. other standout players. Maybe pushing, mm. not winning, because of course everybody's talking mm. about Petroka in Melbourne. It's Melbourne based, and it just you know, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's not like you know yeah yeah the top four clubs. You know, even uh, Dusty's not playing, but he's still up there to win the Brown or he's missed a week or so. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there's, I just think Gaff is having actually, he started very slow the first three rounds. Mm. Then from there, if he can keep this standard for the next two, three rounds before the bye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anything can happen. And Shu is not there to take picks off him. We're Joe is not there to take care nah. from him. And we're still early in the season, really. Yeah, I, no, we're infancy. Let's talk about some of the other players. Sheed, 35 disposals, 10 marks, 2 clearances. Um, there was a lot of conjecture on site who was better, Sheed or Gaff. I still think Gaff edged him out. Sheed was pretty good. I like Sheed when he hits the scoreboard, mm. and I like Sheed when he's forward of the ball. Um, Redden's playing a really good year. Mm. He gets a lot of flack from a lot of Eagles fans, but I think he's he's knocking up some solid games. Mm. Like the last four weeks, I think he's been in our top three, top four yeah. every week. Yeah. And he had 31 disposals, seven clearances. Tim Kelly, he's I think he's found his uh, niche. Yes. I think he's found his uh, mojo. He's running. He's... We didn't even have Tim Kelly there. He had um, 25 disposals, 10 marks, oh, yeah, five clearances, oh, yeah. and eight inside 50s. Eight inside 50s, that's pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, that's where people fought the last few weeks when all the soldiers went down that our midfield was going to get smashed. Nice. But you just look at the calibre of guys that are still in there, you know what I mean? And then you chuck guys in there like Brander, who's doing a bit. He's running. He's off. running off. Nelson's even having a little bit of a run in there every now and then. Duggan was, but Duggan's injured. Um, and, look, you can't fault um, a lot of Eagles fans on social media for, sites going, oh, well, they're gone. But you got to look at our depth. It's better than what people thought we had. You know the funny thing is? And it's... We're way ahead of Hawthorne, who are supposed to be in a rebuilding um, phase, you know what I mean, yeah. with our youngsters. I'm actually, it's not happy, but it's really good to be able to see the injuries we have. That is just giving some youngsters some games. Mm-hmm. And this is actually good for the club. Oh, it is. This is this injury is as much as it's bad, yeah. but I actually think it's good for the club. Yeah. It's just showing how much depth we have and how much now players are going to be fighting to be able to play. And I think what a lot of people don't realise, when Tim Kelly was recruited, he was recruited for to be an outside runner. Yeah. Because we had Yo, we had um, Shuey in there, we had John Sheed and had Redden. Redden. So he was coming in to f- have that extra link 
bit like what Gaffney's doing of that because that's what he played at Geelong. Mm. So he's had to adjust his game to be now with these boys out. He's got to be our number one mid. There's no question about that. Mm. But and I'll and I'll say this again. It's great, and it's great seeing those stats, all those runners. But and you know I've said this a lot, was and you made mention on the in the TNG group. I always say we play so much better when Jack Darling yeah. leads up the ground into the middle of the ground mm. to take his marks like a true centre half forward does. When we do that. We just open up our forward line, our runners. Like Jermaine Jones is just, I reckon he's a breath of fresh air in that, in that team. I love JJ, mm. but there's, and it's not his fault. It's the same with all of our small forwards. Mm. And this is a small forward. A small forward to me is the hardest position, yeah. right? Um, they're in games for periods and then they're out of games. Mm-hmm. But when they get the ball and they do something like JJ did on the weekend, that was brilliant. Petricelli didn't have a great game by standards, but he kicked two goals. Mm. Um, Langdon, he's getting a lot more of the ball, but his only downfall, he knows, he's got to know his distance mm. and he cannot kick from 50. Mm. So I haven't, I haven't been sold with him yet. No, he, 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 no, but he's, no, I'm not sold on it either, mm. but he was getting more ball on the weekend. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. He, he let himself down going, I'm going to go for this. You know you're not going to kick it. But the good thing about our small forwards is they're all getting a game at the moment. And when Liam Ryan comes back, there's healthy competition. Mm-hmm. So those guys are going to play hungry. Produce. They're all gone for a spot. And one guy popped up on the weekend, Brendan Archie, and he's saying, well, don't forget me. Yeah. Yes. You know, he can play small, but he can play tall. Yeah. And when the game was needed to break open, yeah. it was Brendan Archie that broke it open. But you know what? I want to see And him he gets a again. lot of flack. I want to see him do it again. Yes. Yeah, he's got a his consistency. Yeah. Consistency, yeah. 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 consistency is probably a big thing with all forwards. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Jack Darlin, he was he marks the hardest oh. ball out. Mm. And then he'll miss the sitters. But when he's leading and he's marking, it's, it, like you said, he opens up the space. It creates everything. And like you said, if he kicked four goals instead of two goals too, mm. we wouldn't have been talking about Sheed or that second best on ground. Yeah. It would have been Jack Darlin was he best on ground, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and look, people sit there and we forget about Waterman. Oscar's down back. Yeah. When Wardman has a set shot at goal, mm. he don't miss. No, he's very good. Right? But he was just doing his role, and he was taking that third defender out of out oh, of the game. Yeah. He, he let out all the time, and sometimes he got a couple of marks out of it. But that was his role, to get them out of the space. The first quarter, it was shocking. We had 16 inside 50s for five points. But if you go back and look at the game, it was congested. It was so much. Just before you move on, you've been talking about the small forward, Cripps. Uh, what are you? How are you rating him at the moment? Is I see Cripps is always had his um, spot because of his pressure acts, mm-hmm. and he led the team again in pressure acts. Do you think? He's- what is a pressure act? Who knows? Goal kicking this year, he just hasn't been the same <laughs> other, other than the Fremantle game, mm. and I've and I've been very open in saying this. From the time last year he signed his new contract, mm. he'd done nothing, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. And right leading up to the Fremantle His form game, hasn't been great, no. but... But the Fremantle game, he did do a lot, which I saw running up the ground, getting, again, creating up on the wings, which he used to do a lot. All of a sudden, he's... Look, I don't know what their roles are, but to yeah. me, he hasn't done enough, but... 
That's what I'm saying. He must be doing enough to keep his spot. Mm. My my big thing is Cripps, when I've been live at the ground, Mm. is is his accountability Mm. when he lets halfbacks run off him too much. And maybe he's tightened tightened it up over the last couple of weeks. But before we get on and talk about someone else, down back... I was going to hope our, our defenders Wayne's a defender so we've got to talk about defenders <laughs> um, yeah have a look at it Tom Cole was the only premiership player in our back line that was in the back line in the premiership um, you had Brad Shepard down there you had Rotham Rotham's having one of the best seasons how out how good is Josh Rotham going now now, he is just a gun. My question is, and you had Oscar down there, and everyone forgot about Oscar. Mm. Oscar's role on the weekend was brilliant. He played one of the best games of the year. He didn't get a vote, mm. but he did in the coaches' votes. Mm. He got the third best in coaches' votes. And that's what people don't see. He's down there to do a role, and this is where I probably feel sorry for some of the defenders. Unless they have a blind and no one can see it. Gives them Unless any you're credit. Unless you've got 14... But intercept mark. they had a yes. they had yeah. a young forward line, but it showed you our backs were just as young except for Shep, yeah. and we had our own, and we had a Shep makeshift. Had a, Shep had a blinder, you know. Wiverton, he's holding his own. Um, my thing is when all these players come back. I was about to ask you that. Who <laughs> you got? Nelson, you got Rotham, you got Cole, you got Shepherd. Harry Edwards is going Harry to, Edwards. Is going to he'd be the first one out. Oscar's going to go back down forward, but. Tom Barras and, and Barras and Garb will go back into the key roles that, that's Shen. what this depth of our team is showing mm. they're, they're holding their own and this is my biggest excitement thing on the weekend if he kicked straight people would be raving why we didn't get Williams into the team earlier mm. Yeah, I think he, he justifies to play this weekend. And yeah. maybe they like, have to back him in. Yeah. You're talking about yeah. Bailey Williams? Yeah. Bailey Williams. Yeah, but he, don't forget, he's come off an injury. Yeah. And then... But yeah. if he had kicked three goals, yeah. the, the social media pages, yeah. uh, the critics would be saying, how come he wasn't playing earlier? But, but he's the man that right. they've wanted. But yeah. he did his ankle in that basketball injury at the, at the club. And when he stood on a basketball, twisted his ankle, mm. missed, what, three weeks? Yeah. Took him a while to get back in. Ankle injury are hard to get uh, back in. I actually think Vardy will find it hard to come in. He won't, he won't get Vardy back in. Williams is the man they want. They I have to back. Right now, he is the man they want. He's the one they want after Nick. Mm. They have to back in Williams because... Yeah. And look at his marking. And he's doing the one thing that can't do, and that's mark around the ground. So where do we stand on Nick, mate? Nick, Nick's going to go down in history as probably, I reckon, even behind Polly Farmer just behind Polly Farmer, is probably the greatest tap ruckman that's probably played the game. Simon Madden? He, he'll go ahead of Simon Madden, I think. At the moment, my top three ruckmen of all time are Polly Farmer, Simon Madden and Dean Cox. Well, I've never seen and Polly Farmer play. I saw him play when I was very yeah. young, so I'm my age here. But my big thing with Nick, and I'll put the downer on here, he's great in clearances and things like that. He's getting caught out now where he is not following his ruckman if you watched on the weekend, it happened against Collingwood when mm. Grundy did it. The weekend, uh, McAvoy straight away, as soon as the ball went got a, went to Colling, uh, Hawthorne in the centre, he ran straight forward. Nick jogged. Barely, he barely yeah. jogged. He looked and he walked and he... Now, we're gonna, when we come to... If we make finals, I can guarantee you, you look at Geelong when we played Geelong, Reece Stanley Stanley. was the best man on the ground because he actually had to... He took, Nick, Nick was so frustrated because he was taking him down into the forward line, his forward line. And he was taking marks and kicking goals. Is there, Nick's got to change his game. Is there a way to counteract that? I don't care how good he is. 
Yeah. He's got to change his game. He's got to become a defensive player. The main thing Dean Cox to me is our, because he's my all-time favourite, is our greatest ruckman, is because many games he took he took telling marks on the full back line for us to win games. I remember when we played North Melbourne down in Tasmania. He took three marks in the last two and a half minutes on the full back line that saved the game. We won by a couple of points. Uh, my, my thing with Nick is he... He positions himself wrong around the ground. He's either a kick and half away You're or right. half a kick, You're right? right? He He's got to be a kick away. He's not a great reader of the game. And that's his problem. Now, you just said, was it Segler or um, McAvoy? He went forward. So what Nick Ivor's got to do there is either go back with him or do exactly the same and go forward mm. and expose McAvoy. Yes. All right? So to me... Nick ain't great defensively, so go forward but and make them offense? go. Mm. Because when it's on the ground ball, and this you said it, Nick is a great ruck, tap ruckman, mm. and he's great on the ground. But around the ground, he's never been great. But since he's done his two knees, he never goes for any big marks, mm. and that's his only thing. He's not taken enough marks around the ground. Even if he gives up the handball, he's just got to start. I was looking at him. He was going into the packs. He wasn't trying to mark them. He was just trying to break the pack open. Mm. Now, I don't know if he's been told to play a certain way, but my way is if, if he's not going to go defensive, go straight forward yourself. Did you listen to Adam Simpson uh, ask Sumo? No. Uh, so he explained it because the Melbourne commentator was all over Nick this weekend. Yeah, oh, well, they did. They talked about yeah. it all week. Yeah, yeah, and it was all over. So he's, he mentioned about, so in the forward half, he's been, they've, they've, they were working something out where Jack Darling mm-hmm. does the, the rack mm-hmm. because he's really good. And he's, he's, done good yeah. he's done a good job. Yeah, on yeah. I, and on behind, I think it was Bailey who was there. So he they were trying something. It's not going to work every week, but this weekend they were trying something. Whether Adam Simpson is just saying that to protect one of his... Oh, could be. Yeah, it would be because mm. you never know the truth with the, when it comes to the Eagles. Um, but I, I've said this and I've copped a lot on my page. There's a game where we, when we played Geelong, I gave Nick a one rating because we go from ten mm. coming down. Yeah. I gave him a one as he didn't influence the game at you all. Spot on, on yeah, and yeah, and people did not like it. Mm. Okay, I think Nick needs to do more. I, I, and I'm not even saying the defensive. Like if you look at the Geelong game, if you look at the Geelong game, we just needed him to mark to give our defense some, you know, like just to take off the pressure. Yeah. But it, he just doesn't come on the table. Yeah. So you know they've got their own game plan. Yeah. I, I personally think maybe Nick, since his knees, he's afraid of going for marks, or they have put him the, the way they've trained him, just doesn't allow him to play the game because you know Nick Nick has been in the system for how long. Oh, oh, 2011, I think. They're going to say 10, 12 years now. Yeah. So 2011, 2012. The, the issue of we're playing in 50%, we are, it, it doesn't work. This is a guy who's now conditioned. You know, you have Bailey playing maybe 60, 70 times, and he's just come in the system. So this, the story of we're managing him, he's a, he's a senior player. Yeah, I think he's got to, if, to me, if the Ruckman, to me, if the Ruckman. On a, on a clearance on the back, if he runs straight to the fo- into their forward line, Nick's got to go with him. No question. And he's got to run and get there because... Because there's a plus, if there's, a, there? if there's a congestion mm-hmm. or whatever, and come, he's down there already and take the tap. If a long kick comes in, he'll kick and spoil. Mm-hmm. You can't... Re- that means uh, Gov or Tommy have to leave their player to cover that. That's what it's got to... That's what it all works out. 
before. Then I, I'm a bit old school maybe, but to me, accountability, def- defense and accountability mm. wins your games. Mm. And if you're not defensive, and you look at that, Geelong game was a perfect example. We had no accountability, and we had our defense was killed because we, there was no one following their player into the forward line. Because once you stop the ball, what else? Yeah. Wait, yeah. before we end this, he's going to make us eat our words this weekend. I hope he does. I hope he does. I know the reason. But he's coming up again to Brian. Yep. Mm. So I wonder if Brian's done any uh, little notes on him this yeah. week. <laughs> That'll be interesting to see. There'll be no phones I guarantee you O'Brien will run to the forward half. Exactly. He, he does do that. Yeah. yeah. He does do that. He's not. He's a good player. Yep. He's underrated. He's a good player. Um, we haven't heard anything about Willie now, so... We're going to take a short break. We usually have Bounce Down in this show, but we'll do Bounce Down as a standalone show, and you can listen to that on the way to the game against Adelaide. So, uh, Tom, you going to stick around for Bounce Down? Yes, I'll stick around. All right. Uh, well, guys, we'll end that now for this show, and hopefully you've enjoyed it. Um, hopefully you agreed with us, and let's see what happens with Willie and the Eagles and see if he's still on the list next time we're doing a show. So we'll do um, Bounce Down as a standalone and we'll release that tomorrow so it gives you a bit of breathing space to listen to the show. So join us then. Catch up. Yeah, the West Coast sky